Hi and welcome back with me. Let me introduce myself again. My name is Yahya Al Abrar from Extensive Reading A2 class. And in here today, I will retell you the story of Timothy and Mary by Lauren. Please enjoy. Timothy had a secret that he did not want to tell anyone, even his best friends. No one knew what the secret was, but people could tell that Timothy was talking to act differently. He would stare off into space during class, and he would not pay attention to what he was doing most of the time. He stopped eating his food, and his friends had to repeat themselves when talking to him. Timothy's secret was this. He was in love. Maybe love is too strong of a word for a boy of 10 years old. But that is what Timothy felt in his heart. He was in love with the most beautiful girl at his school, and her name was Mary. She had dark brown hair, eyes that were the color of chocolate, and the best laugh he had ever heard. Timothy had known Mary for years, but it was only recently that he began to notice that he liked spending time with her more than he did with any other girl. Mary was also 10 years old, but she always acted like she was older. She did not cry all the time like some of the girls he knew, and she never acted like she was better than him, even though he knew she was much smarter. In fact, Mary was probably the smartest person in their class. She knew all the answers to their test. But the nice thing about her was that she always helped anyone who asked her. Timothy was usually a good student, but this year he had been having a hard time in his math class. He just did not like working with all the numbers and new ways of doing problems. Mary had told him that he could ask her for help anytime, and he often asked her to come to his house after school so they could work together. Mary would come over, and after they were done working, they would sometimes watch a movie. His favorite thing to do was just to sit next to her and talk. Timothy knew that if a boy liked a girl, he had to ask her out on a date or else someone else could. He knew that he liked Mary, but he did not know if she liked him back. She always seemed nice to him, but then again, she was nice to everyone she met. What if she said no to him? The only thing he could do was try his best. He decided. He asked Mary to come over to his house after school and put on his favorite shirt. As nervous as he was, Timothy was managed to tell Mary how he felt about her. To his surprise, Mary gave him a big smile and said that she would love to go out with him. As he said goodbye to Mary later that night, Timothy was the happiest boy in the world. He had never thought that Mary felt the same way about him. That felt about her. He would never be scared to tell someone how he felt about him or her again. And that's it. That's the story for today. And thank you for the listener to listen to my retell the story of Timothy and Mary Bellorin. Goodbye and enjoy your day. Hi, hi, hi. Good morning and welcome back to my podcast. Let me reintroduce myself. My name is Yaya Al-Abrar and I'm from Extensive Reading A2 class. And today... I'll retell the story that I've read on ercentral.com and please enjoy. Savant Syndrome by Compass Media Autism is a developmental disorder that usually appears early in life. The symptoms and effects can range from subtle to severe. Typical characteristics of the disorder include difficulties in bonding with parents, seeming to live in one's own world, delays in motor skill development, and sensitivity to sound.
unlike other children, autistic children rarely wish to nestle on the couch and read a story with their parents. Curiously, however, this disorder is also the one most associated with what is known as Savant syndrome. Savant syndrome was documented by physician as early as 1789, but was originally termed idiot Savant syndrome. This describes individuals who exhibit below average intelligence, but possesses a remarkable talent in a limited range of knowledge such as math or music. Savant syndrome is estimated to occur in up to 10% of autistic individuals. The condition has also been associated with other, development of other developmental disorder. Brain damage sustained later in life due to stroke or head trauma has also been known to produce the syndrome. Occurrences of Savant syndrome in subgroups other than autistic in Spadinwals, however, are considerably rarer. While the type and extent of the highly developed skill exhibited by the autistic Savant varies, all people affected by the condition share several traits in common. First, the talent is usually confined to a limited number of abilities. Second, the skills or talents always rely on amazing use of memory. Last, the skills often fall into a narrow range of categories such as music, art, or math. There are three classifications of skills associated with autistic savants. Splinter skills are the most common. They involve memorizing facts about a highly specialized topic such as past precedents or sport trivia. Savants possessing splinter skills may spend exorbitant periods of time memorizing and reciting information, often to the point where they focus on little else. Take the example of Bone, a five-year-old autistic savant displaying splinter skills. He is obsessed with time and produces countless computer-generated drawings of clocks. Talented savants operate at that at different level. They typically possess more highly developed proficiencies. They are often skilled in areas that may be viewed by society as more relevant, such as music, art, or math. The late Richard Walbrough has a talented artistic savant. He used his memory and superb artistic ability to produce detailed and complex drawing made entirely from wax crayons. Yes, how this phenomenon develops and how the minds of autistic savant would have adulated scientists for literally hundreds of years. Various theories such as the existence of photographic memory or claims that there may be a gene for savantism have produced little certainty. While many autistic savants contribute richly to the world of music and art, they often have problems with basic tasks and social skills. The prospect for better treatment of autism under the auspices of doctors and researchers seems preferable. However, more search is needed before healthcare professionals can prevent or find a cure for the underlying disorder. And that's it for today and thank you for listening to my podcast. Thank you. Bye.